This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your hostess, as always, Lisa Carpenter, and it's Monday, or is it Tuesday? We here in my household have determined that it's either yesterday, today, or tomorrow, at least for the rest of my family, because if you are listening to this in real time, regardless of where you really are in the world, you're on some form of lockdown. I don't think that's the right word for it because we're not really locked down. We're still allowed to get out and go for walks, but we're practicing social distancing while connecting more deeply to our families and staying home more so that we can all be on the other side of this sooner than later. But the reality is this isn't changing anytime soon. So I think that for, not just for me, but for probably you as well, it's, it's almost like the reality is starting to land uh, and people are starting to understand uh, what we're dealing with and, you know, how we need to really take responsibility for what we can do to flatten the curve as they, as they call it. And uh, today, I really wanted to share with you how I'm navigating this without a whole lot of fear or worry. I'm just taking it one day at a time, very much the same way I approached my competition prep. Is what's here in front of me today? Is there anything that I need to deal with today? And if you know worry or fear creeps in, I simply ask myself, is there anything that I need to be worried about in this moment? And has anything changed? Nope. Today is the same as yesterday and it'll probably be the same as tomorrow. So that's how I bring myself back to the present moment. Now, I wanted to share with you some things that have transpired for me and I'm going to try and get through this episode without crying, but no guarantees because Full Frontal Living is all about acknowledging what we're feeling so that we don't stay trapped by our emotions and we don't get into unhealthy behaviors that although may soothe us momentarily, actually end up making us feel worse in the long run. And I think it's really important right now that so many of us step back and acknowledge that we're feeling sad, that we're feeling lonely. Maybe you're missing hugging your friends. I know I'm an introvert and I'm missing getting out and seeing people. My parents 
are back home from Arizona. They spend the winters in Arizona and they're just down the street. And I miss just giving my mom a hug and my dad a hug. So there's an element of like sadness and loneliness. And when we're feeling these emotions, it's so easy to get into old habitual ways of being, or maybe they're not old habits. They're what's here for you right now of emotionally eating, right? Because it initially gives you that hit of feeling better. Maybe you're cracking cracking open a bottle of wine much earlier in the day because why not? You know, who doesn't need a drink at two o'clock on a Monday or a yesterday or a today or tomorrow? The lineup for the liquor store when I had to go out the other day was down the block. Everybody was equally spaced, but still, it was pretty amazing to see how many people are waiting to get into the liquor store. And it shows our level of medicating, even drowning in Netflix, Netflix, binge watching Netflix. So I'm all for intentional downtime, um, but we really need to pay attention to what we're feeling and making sure that we're making choices that are supporting us feeling better and not just stuffing down our emotions. And most of us weren't taught how to slow down and just tune into what we're feeling. We don't even know how to name what we're feeling because we've never stopped to think about it. And this morning when I got up, I was feeling sad. I was just feeling sad. Didn't make it wrong. It's quite reasonable that I would feel sad right now. It's quite reasonable that you might be feeling sad right now. And then I just asked myself, you know, what, what do I need to feel better? So I did my workout and did some stretching, sunk into my journal a little bit, sat, looked out the window at my beautiful cherry tree that's in bloom outside, watched the chickadees making a nest in a birdhouse that we set up, just got still, just watched the world. And that's really how it's done. Instead of just reaching for something that's going to momentarily make you feel better, but then make you feel worse in the long run. I choose activities and ways of being that are going to support my emotional and physical and spiritual well-being in the long run. And I, I highly encourage you to do the same. But I wasn't always like this. It's taken me a lot of years to learn how to get present, how to slow down, because in the face of adversity in the past, I would just get busy. I would put my head down, go to work, do more things, push harder, make things happen, control things. I had no control over anything. And uh, I really wasn't living my life. I didn't know who I was. I really didn't know who I was. And so many of you, what you don't realize is that from an early age, you start changing who you are because you're looking for that belonging, fitting in with other people, feeling loved, wanting to be safe. So we put on all these layers and we pick up all these behaviors that really hide who we really are. So this inside out work really peels back all those things, all the numbing behaviors, all the distracting ways of being so that we can know ourselves better. And over the past eight years, 
that's what I've been working on is knowing myself better and supporting other women to come to know themselves better so that they can have a life that's filled with more peace and ease, regardless of the circumstances, whether or not your house is full, filled with children, whether or not there's a global pandemic going on, or who knows what else, right? Life is always going to life. So on Saturday, I received an extraordinary gift. Oh, this is where I'm going to start crying. I received an extraordinary gift from a woman who I adore, who has been a client of mine for some time now, who I've had the honor and privilege of walking next to. And I've watched her grow and spread her wings and sink into her deep joy. She is, I'm just, I'm so proud. I can't, I don't even have words. I'm so proud and honored to have witnessed <clears throat> everything that has transpired for her and just to be a part of that. As a coach, I never take credit for my clients' results because I don't get anybody results. However, I also do acknowledge the impact that my coaching has on the women that I work with. So she sent me this extraordinary gift that was created by another woman. I have the pleasure and privilege of knowing who I've also had an opportunity to coach. And this gift took me to my knees. Now, if you're curious about seeing this gift, you can head over to my Instagram uh, my Instagram stories, and I think it's on my IGTV channel, and I'll link it in the notes. And you can go take a look at this amazing portrait that a phenomenal artist by the name of Joan Marie created for me. So my amazing client, Jill, Jill Stevens, had this commission for me and surprised me with it. And it was really important to her that she, you'll see on the video, but she had this divine download to create this portrait for me because it's almost like she had this in, intuitive hit that I was never going to make it on stage. Anyways, so this gift arrives and there are moments in your life where you're going to have the opportunity to see yourself the way other people see you. And in those moments, you can either push it away, which is an act of not receiving, which blocks so much energy in your life, or you can lean into the discomfort and the emotion and just allow yourself to receive, allow yourself to receive the praise and the compliments. And in this case, I was receiving a vision of myself as these amazing women see me. And uh, it was so powerful. I will, like I said, head over to my Instagram and you can, and you can see a, a picture of this painting. I just, I started crying and I've been crying on and off for two days. It is the most stunning picture um, 
And it was like seeing it and seeing myself through their eyes. It was just, it was so humbling. And seeing it was knowing the truth. For years, it was very hard for me to embrace, acknowledge, own my gifts. Um, I'm very much, you know, I call myself lovingly disruptive and, and an intuitive coach and healer. I hear things, I can see things, and this helps me to guide my clients. And I'm not afraid to ask the really hard questions that need to be asked. I'm not afraid to show people what they may or may not be ready to see. So this painting was just an amazing gift. And what was even more amazing about it, because it wasn't just, you know, the love and the effort and the time and attention to detail that was put into it, but the actual timing that it arrived was so profound. It arrived on the same day that eight years ago, my husband returned from rehab and we began again. So I want to back this story up a little bit and why it's so relevant to what's happening today in the world. Everybody feels like their life has been flipped upside down, right? It's like some big universal joke happening right now that, you know, life has come to a screeching halt and everything that was normal, everything that we believed we controlled and that we had a certain level of certainty was taken out from under us. And you, just like me, are having to adjust to this new normal. And the truth is, on the other side of this, things aren't going to be the same. And I'm not saying that they're going to not be the same in a bad way. I actually think that a lot of amazing things are going to come up the other side of this in a very, very good way. But when you are standing in the middle of it, like you've just stepped in the pile of crap and the reality is set in, it doesn't feel good. And this is what I experienced eight years ago. It was at the end of January, 2012. My oldest was 11, my middle was 10, and Jake was only six months old. I was running my own personal training studio. I had a lease that supported 4,200 square feet, running my full-time business, getting by, doing the thing. Um, and I finally got woken up. The universe decided it was time for me to see what had been right in front of me. And I realized that my husband was an active addict. He'd been struggling with addiction for years. And I just, I was naive. I didn't know what addiction was. I didn't know what it looked like. I thought it was the homeless people, you know, on the streets of the East side. I didn't, recognize addiction as something that lived in your house, that slept in your bed. I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. But when I realized that 
he was doing drugs and drugs that I wasn't okay with, drugs that we'd had a conversation about before, I knew that the relationship couldn't go on. And I still remember the morning that I discovered that this was happening. And I remember telling him he had to leave. And I remember the trauma, right? Because this is what we're experiencing right now, trauma. I remember the trauma of this because it's like I knew what I had to do. And I also didn't know what my life was going to look like. I had no idea what I was doing. So he left. And a week later, he was on the island and behind the doors of a treatment facility. And he was there for three months. Three months. And I was left at home with my three kids, wondering what had just happened, not knowing where to start, feeling completely out of control. I was also in a ton of denial, um, deep sadness, anger. And I couldn't have named any of these emotions at the time. I just... I just knew I felt crazy. Everything felt crazy. So I was fortunate enough to have a good friend and a previous client whose husband had also gone through rehab. And I reached out to her and had a conversation. And I remember saying to her, do you think I'm codependent? And she looked at me and she laughed. She's like, oh, yes, Lisa, you are codependent. Now, I didn't really know what that meant. But I knew for me at the time, being a control freak, it wasn't good and I needed to fix it. So I got myself down to the same facility that my husband was at, but on the island, they had a local satellite um, studio, office, whatever you want to call it. And I signed myself up for group counseling. I'd never done counseling before. Didn't think I needed counseling. I was a coach. I was a really good coach. What did I need counseling for? I could probably teach these people a thing or two. And I bet you might be listening to this thinking, oh God, yeah, Lisa, I'm like the person that everybody comes to for advice. I can see everybody's stuff but then you also wrestle with your own things. I didn't know how many demons I had. Let's just start there. But every week I would drive an hour into Vancouver to sit in a group session for two hours and drive an hour home. I had no idea how I was gonna pay for this. In fact, reading my journal, look back in my journal before I hit record on this episode, reading my journal, I wrote in it, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my kids to go to the rehab kid camp because I took both of my boys uh, before Macy came home. I took both of my boys to the island and they went through a week of counseling, partly with just them with counselors. And then um, partly with me so that we could all speak this language and we could learn how to talk about our emotions and communicate with feeling words. So 
here I was in the chaos, in the fear, running my studio, raising my kids. Husband's now off at rehab, huge amounts of shame, not allowed to talk about it. Um, everybody was in denial. I kept telling my clients that he'd gone away for a work trip. And I was having to deal with how I was going to navigate all of this, not knowing how to navigate it. And I remember I read a book called, uh, what was it called? Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. And I read that book and it was like, now not only had the universe like opened the curtains, the light that it was shining in my eyes was so bright, I couldn't even see. That book took me to my knees. I felt broken. I was afraid. I was afraid for my family. I was afraid for myself. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to feel better. So every week I would get in my car and drive to those meetings, sit in those meetings. And I remember wondering when I would feel better when this work would pay off, when it wouldn't feel like I was belly down under barbed wire in cold, muddy gravel, gravel, gravel. Is that how you say it? Gravel. I'm recounting my time doing the Tough Mudder. Uh, it was just, it was awful. It just felt awful. It didn't feel good. Everything that I believed to be true I found out were just stories I was telling myself about myself. All of these things that I thought made me amazing were some of the things that were robbing me of knowing who I was and being authentically who I am. That work changed my life, changed my relationship. I had to take responsibility for what I needed. I had to learn how to feel my feelings. I had to take responsibility for all the numbing and distracting behaviors that I had shrouded myself with from perfectionism, control, approval seeking, people pleasing, being busy, numbing out on social media, over-exercising. I used to way overdo it. I was so hard on myself. I was so hard on myself all the time. I had to look at what all those behaviors represented, why I was using them, what they were covering up. And then I had to get present to the feelings underneath it. And that did not feel good. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to be with the sadness, it didn't feel good to be with the fear. It didn't feel good to be with my not good enough. It didn't feel good to face the parts of me that I had been spending my life trying to outrun, outdo, outmaneuver, outwork, outexercise. So here we are, eight years later, every week I work on myself, not because I'm broken, but because I want to know myself even more. I don't know how I paid for all of it. 
I've continued over the years to invest in coaches and programs that support me as a human growing, knowing that if I do that work, everything else in my life will unfold beautifully, that I'll heal my relationship with money, that I would heal my relationship with my physical body, because of course I push myself right to burnout. Uh, that I would heal those parts of me that did feel broken and not good enough. Eight years. So I can't tell you the day that, you know, the rainbow showed up and life started feeling easier. I can tell you specific moments where I had wake up, wake up moments where I let stuff go. And I, you know, I've talked about a lot of those different times on the podcast through different episodes, things that have happened and realizations that I've had that have created more space and more freedom. I've had mentors come into my life that have profoundly moved me and shaped me and helped me see different parts of myself. And all of this work has led me to today because that event eight years ago that was my crisis. That was my pandemic moment. That was the moment where life flipped everything I knew to be true on its head. And I had to take a step back and say, how am I going to get through this? What can I do? How can I take responsibility for me? What's available in this moment? So instead of staying in fear and anger and resentment and blame, and trust me, all of that was there. I leaned in and said, what if this is happening for me? And I want to ask you that. What if this pandemic is just here for you? What is here for you to learn? And the other thing I want to say to you is now is not the time to be hiding and marinating in fear and grief and sadness. I want you to feel those things. But what I'm saying to you is now is the time to get help. Now is the time to pull in your support network. Now is the time to be working with a coach or a counselor or a therapist. Now. It's when our lives are upside down that the potential and the possibility for growth is right there because we are learning in real time. We are in the discomfort. My coaches and mentors called me out on so many things and I had to adapt because I was in the moment. The moment that Macy walked back through the doors of our family, I made a decision that I was going to live in faith that we were going to be okay, that our relationship was going to be okay and it would unfold as it needed to unfold. Well, let me tell you, he's never relapsed, but my behaviors, holy Dinah, I got caught in them over and over and over again. And I had to keep, keep getting back up and trying again and practicing more, letting go of my caretaking, letting go of wanting to control, letting go of blame and resentment, paying attention to what my emotions were trying to tell me and guide me towards so that I could learn more about myself so I could find more peace and ease. I had a sign that was hanging on my wall that said, live by what you trust, not by what you fear. 
And now more than ever, as you're listening to this, are you living by what you trust? What do you trust? Or are you living in fear? Are you letting your emotions take over? And are you getting caught in behaviors that are robbing you of your energy and your health, your physical and your emotional well-being? Because when the tables are turned on our lives, this is where we see where we have work to do on ourselves. This is where the growth happens. So I thought it was important to share this with you because it's such a powerful invitation to start this work. Now more than ever, I'm really standing in my leadership and what I've been called here to do. I truly believe that everything that I have been through, that I've grown through, the work I've done on myself so I can show up now for someone just like you tuning in, all happened to me on purpose. Everything has been divinely laid out so that in this moment, I could record this podcast that you need to hear about getting support. So in a time when some are going to choose to be in fear and lock down and not get help, turtle, you have an opportunity to reach out, lean in, look at what's available to you, what's possible for you. If you make decisions based on your circumstances, you're always going to be trapped by your circumstances. Imagine if I had said, I can't afford my therapy. Imagine if I hadn't have found a way to take my kids and put them in that program. How would I be parenting different? How would they be different? Still to this day, I don't know how I paid for all of that stuff, but it all worked itself out. And I was investing in me, and I 100% am willing to bank on myself. And I watch what's happening with my clients as they lean into the support that they have right now and how they're navigating this with leadership and confidence and faith. Doesn't mean that we're not having tears. It doesn't mean that doubt doesn't sneak in. It doesn't mean that we don't have pangs of worry or sadness or anger or frustration. That's all there. But we have the tools to navigate it. So coming full circle with this painting, I couldn't have even imagined that as the vision of who I am. When I saw that painting, it was so profound for me because who I was eight years ago and who I am now is not the same woman. But the woman in that painting was the woman who was always there. She was always there. This goddess, warrior, intuitive, deeply knowing human. That's who I really am. And she was always there. But before this work, I couldn't access her because I was unwilling to see her. So to have such a visual representation 
of my personal growth and the impact that it's had on my life and for it to come in at the exact perfect time for me to reflect on this and reflect on where I am and how I want to show up and who I'm here to lead right now. And the power that I possess that is going to help transform other women's lives, even if you never work with me one-to-one, even if you only ever listen to this podcast, is so moving. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But how you choose to show up for yourself today will shape your tomorrows and the day after that and the day after that. I want you to really consider where you're putting your attention because we all have a huge opportunity right now to grow more, to reflect, to come to know ourselves better, and to choose faith over fear, faith that everything is going to be okay because it always is. It doesn't feel like it when you're in the middle of it, but that commitment to be in faith that I was going to be okay, that everything was going to work out, that my relationship with my husband was going to be phenomenal. It doesn't mean we haven't had our ups and downs. We have, but eight years later, we're still standing. And I really like who I am. And I'm excited to know that I'm going to grow even more through this process and through this global pandemic. So I wanted to leave you with another passage from the language of letting go, which is the daily meditations on codependency from Melody Beattie, one of my favorite books. It's on letting go of worry. And then I'll let you go off and carry on with your day and really consider what's possible for you. And if you need support, reach out. I've got spaces on my calendar. I have opened up more time to support more women, whether it's a single session or whether if you choose to lean into working with me one-to-one for a longer period of time. You can give yourself that gift right now, even with the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. In fact, this is the perfect time to do this work, like I said, because you are going to be in the practice of peeling back these layers in real time. So here's the passage, and I hope it serves you. What if we knew for certain that everything we're worried about today will work out fine? What if we had a guarantee that the problem bothering us would be worked out in the most perfect way and at the best possible time? Furthermore, what if we knew that three years from now, we'd be grateful for that problem and its solution? What if we knew that even our worst fear would work out for the best? What if we had a guarantee that everything that's happening has happened and that has happened in our life was meant to be planned just for us and in our best interest? 
What if we had a guarantee that people we love are experiencing exactly what they need in order to become who they're intended to become? Further, what if we had a guarantee that others can be responsible for themselves and we don't have to control or take responsibility for them? What if we knew the future was going to be good and it would have an abundance of resources and guidance to handle whatever comes our way? What if we knew everything was okay and we didn't have to worry about a thing? What would we do then? We'd be free to let go and enjoy life. Dearest listener, I can tell you that that moment of crisis in my life is the thing that I am most grateful for. That shit sandwich that I had to eat that you're probably thinking you're eating right now was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I really want to encourage you to lean in and understand that although we don't like what's going on right now and our lives have been disrupted, I refuse to hold on to anything but the unwavering belief and faith in the fact that this is going to be so much better on the other side. Yes, there's going to be discomfort. Yes, there's going to be learning. Yes, we are going to be crawling around on our bellies in the dirty mud under the barbed wire for some time. But for those of you who choose to live in that place of faith that it's all going to be okay and continue or begin this work on yourself, I promise you everything is going to work out just fine and it in as exactly as it's meant to work out. There is a Steve Jobs quote that I love that says, we can only connect the dots looking back. And I know in this moment, I am definitely connecting all the dots of my own journey. And I thank you for listening for allowing me to share this part of my journey, for taking the time to tune in and listen. As I've said on almost every episode, I honor that so deeply. So have a beautiful day. There's much to be grateful for. And it's okay if you're feeling the grief in amongst the gratitude. Emotions are messy, but the more you feel them, the more you will be free of them, so to speak. So much love, and I will see you on the next episode. And stay tuned because this week I have another bonus episode coming out with a dear friend and colleague of mine who I think you are going to love. So until next time, remember... Make yourself a priority because if you don't matter in your own life, nobody else is going to make you matter. And now when you have more time than maybe usual, it's even more important that you are taking time to care for yourself. Much love. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, hey, I know 
it can seem probably impossible that an hour-long session can make a huge difference or transformation, especially during a time like this. But that, my friend, is the truth. An hour session with me can literally transform how you are showing up and navigating the current COVID-19 pandemic. Sometimes even just having a space to be witnessed and seen and heard and having your feelings validated or even being able to express emotions that you didn't know were there is incredibly healing. So if you are struggling with feeling all the feelings right now and unsure of how you are going to make it through this time without losing your noodle now that you're juggling even more responsibilities, kids at home, people in your space, um, and wanting to really make sure that you are not self-medicating with bottles of wine or boxes of chocolate, now is the time to book that call. To work with me, simply apply over on my website at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. Now that my competition season is over, I have opened up spaces on my calendar and it's waiting for you. It's got your name on it. So if this is you, head over and book your hour-long session now and let's talk about how you can thrive during this time and lean into your personal growth and development so you come out the other side even a better person than when this all started. I'll see you soon.